0: hello everyone and welcome to the spooky town podcast uh sorry i'm laughing we just made a joke right before hitting record and there is no fun allowed on the spooky town podcast so i should not be should not be laughing like this unprofessional um with me as always is my awesome sister sister what's your name (laughs) Ew, I hate calling you sister. Sister, what's my name? Ew. Sister, yeah. my name Stephanie. <laughs> sister Stephanie, thank you for being here. Um
1: I'm a nun now. <laughs> a lot's changed in the month. I've I've really made some life decisions recently. Yeah.
0: Yes. A lot has changed in the um one month that we have we took a little break. Cause that's okay.
1: Well, but see, the really smart thing is that we did an episode that got a, a good amount of attention. And then instead of capitalizing on that, we instead <laughs> sat on our asses. We <laughs> were like, this is
0: good. We did. So in case, in case you live under a freaking rock, then you'll know that um, we did we did an episode with scott benson uh for episode seven this is episode eight and it got a lot of attention because it's scott benson and he is soups fames and oh, oh <laughs> sorry <God>. sorry well <laughs> now we've just lost he's very. of us
1: people <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're probably gone already i haven't checked <laughs> but um we did an episode with scott benson and he's He's amazing and a very talented um creative professional. He does video games. And um we interviewed him and talked about folklore and that episode did really well. Drove a lot of traffic, you know, all the all the good things, lots of engagement, traffic, subscribers, etc. And then we just dipped. Yeah. Like off the face of the planet for a month because we were tired.
1: And um We were we were tired, but <laughs> Then you also started a new job, so. Yes, that's correct. I started a new job. And
0: um, yeah, I'm going next week will be week four at the new job. So it was a little crazy there for a second, you know, as new jobs are. But it's calming down now, getting back into the groove. And we're back. We're back with episode eight. And we're so excited about it. Yes, just say that um episode eight is i've teased it on instagram but i'll just i'll just let just let you know what it's all about so episode eight we are going to be talking about stephanie what are we
1: what are we talking about talking about the evil dead
0: yes yes we're talking about the evil dead um specifically we're going to be focusing on evil dead one and two um, there's more than enough there to talk about. We could talk if we included all the all the movies, including Army of Darkness and then the two thousand thirteen um version we'd be here all freaking day so we decided not to do that we're going to focus on the first two, talk about the special effects um, how they created them, you know what constraints they had to work within things like that there's a lot of really interesting stories about it so we're excited to dive into that, but first, <laughs> duh, we're going to talk about <laughs> what movies we watched. <laughs> Hello, best part of the show, Hello. right? Um, Stephanie, Yes. what movies did you watch?
1: <laughs> I watched a lot of things. I watched a paragraph of things, but I'd say I'll, I'll just read some of the notable ones because you don't need to know that. Um, I watched The Uninvited. Uh, <laughs> rewatched. <laughs> well, now we know. Re- so. Well, at first, uh, I showed Jay um, this movie, and he hasn't, like, he has not not seen um, Tale of Two Sisters, which The Uninvited is the American remake of. Right. And I was like, well, do you first want to watch Tale of Two Sisters or The Uninvited? And he was like, well, Tale of Two Sisters. And I'm like, cool. So we're watching The Uninvited. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I'm the worst. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> uh, I wa- I rewatched the entirety of Stan against evil, which was criminally canceled after its third season on Hulu. <clears throat> uh, Willie's Wonderland. I watched ginger snaps for the first time. Love Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland was, did was you, pretty great. Did you like
0: it? Okay. We should yes. maybe
1: cover that one in depth soon. I think we need to cover Nicolas Cage in depth. At some well, point, we'd be here all damn day
0: if we cover well, Nicholas Cage in then depth. Then we'll be
1: here all damn day. We could have a whole
0: podcast, like an entire podcast dedicated to Nick Cage. Well, and- then
1: we're gonna just rebrand <laughs> as the Nicholas Cage podcast. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, watched. Let's see the the thing, both the nineteen eighty two and two thousand eleven. Because mm-hmm. I love them both. My personal little Canadian favorite. Uh, bed of the Dead, which is called the Dwelling in the United States for some reason. Hmm. It's it's about a haunted bed. It's really dumb and really fun, and I love it.
0: Nice. Um, it's where, made out of cursed wood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it. Um, where was that movie made?
1: Canada. Oh, okay. It's they just decided my favorite to re- rename it Canadian horror movie.
0: Ah, yes. Sorry. Yes. I spaced on that. <laughs> I listened to every other word it. that you say, typically, oh, is, what, is okay. what we're going
1: for. So. Cool. <laughs> they renamed it to The Dwelling in the United States. I don't know why. It has nothing to do with The Dwelling. <laughs> Bed of the Dead is such a solid Bed name. of the like, Dead is so good. <laughs> why would you rename it? That's <laughs> so dwelling. dumb. Um, obviously, the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, I rewatched Rose Red, which is... Another one of my favorites, Mm -hmm. uh, Godzilla, the 2014 and Godzilla King of the monsters, Mm -hmm. uh, slacks the movie about killer genes. I, we talked about that a little bit, but I, that was one of the
0: options for like a feature that you could pick to watch at one of like the horror, the virtual horror film festivals that I went to. And I didn't pick that one. I picked the cleansing hour yeah yes i picked the cleansing yeah. hour because it looked slacks just looked like a a hoot you know like a a good time so i was like no oh, yeah. i'm going for more like you know i want to i want to be scared so i picked the cleansing hour um
1: we have still you was not still- scared <laughs> have you still not seen slacks no i
0: haven't seen slacks yet
1: oh well i won't spoil anything the pants are haunted Let's
0: see that's and this it. is this is why you don't wear pants
1: exactly I think we found that out in 2020 and <laughs> continuing now uh, I started the Amazon original series them which is amazing and very emotionally draining but super good mm-hmm. uh, and then oh let us pray mention that because mm-hmm. yes and then the most important. Of all, I watched almost all of The Big Flower Fight on Netflix with Jay last night. And each episode is about an hour long. And we mm-hmm. watched six episodes out of, <laughs> I think, eight. And we paused many, many times to discuss and to to rant about mm-hmm. <laughs> some of, of the course. dumb shit that they're saying. <laughs> and how... So- a- <laughs> There's uh, two um, contenders because they'll like compete. They're like in teams um, because they're like coworkers or friends in real life or something and or not in real life, but like when they're not on the show and they're, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's these two people who Mm -hmm. were kicked off the last episode that we watched where they did um, big giant, like plant flower sculptures out of sea creatures Mm. and It was a crime and I'm upset (laughs) and I am going to sue the big flower fight. So in our doc that we have
0: here that we look at together, um, Stephanie has color coded each letter in the big flower fight, a different color. Um, So it's very colorful. So that's, that's one thing. Number one. Number two, last night, I had texted Stephanie, or we were just texting back and forth. And she said, when I asked her what she was up to, she said, Jay and I are are about 100 hours into the big flower fight. And for half a second, because I have never heard of the show in my life. For about half a second, I thought the big flower fight was like an ongoing argument that (laughs) Stephanie... (laughs) And her partner were having, and um, I was like, "Do they argue about flowers like yeah. a lot?" And this is like a all big the time. ongoing thing. Like they're a hundred hours into the big flower fight. No, it's a show. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. No, so. it's a show. <laughs> we also fight about flowers all the time. It's a really, um, <laughs> it's really tense here <laughs> in the Stephanie I household. Said, <laughs> I said geraniums. <laughs> oh no, crocosmia. But as one of the judges likes to say, here in America, it, we say crocus mia. And I'm like, no, we don't, Kristen. We Kristen, say crocosmia. No I've Kristen. never heard of this flower, but just reading it, I would say crocosmia, <laughs> not crocosmia.
0: Kristen, uh, no one talks about that flower in America, okay? Just you.
1: Well, I think florists talk about that flower, but he's a florist to the stars which means uh he doesn't actually do any floral arrangements himself he just makes other people do it florist
0: to the stars
1: yeah that's i couldn't decide if it was better or worse than one of the guest judges who's like the official florist to the royal family Mm. i don't i don't know which is worse at least he seemed somewhat cool. Yeah, I mean
0: don't get me wrong. Okay? Mm-hmm. I worked in the floral department at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking Did know just, what like, I'm talking cover, about like shifts there. <laughs> That's not important. What important? <laughs> what's important is that I was around flowers yes. and I get it. Like, oh, I don't know I have no I'm not going anywhere with this so
1: um that sounds like a cool show that you get it and you could win the big flower fight
0: I mean it's probably really entertaining like it you is know,
1: very entertaining
0: anything creative and colorful and cool like that I'm gonna be into so I'll check it out
1: it's also almost everyone on the show and the show itself is English so like there's nice. some you know like drama but it's so toned down in comparison to like American reality TV. Like someone's um, sculpture breaks at one point and everyone like rushes over to help them. And helps them. Yes. And someone, there's another that um, like they're running out of time because they get like 12 to 15 hours, but they're building gigantic sculptures. Yeah. And they're like running out of time and everyone comes over and helps them. And then the, the guest judge on that episode was like well i don't think this is really playing fair it's a competition we're like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up you're on a
0: show called the big flower fight get out of my face okay like you guys can help each other no that's how um the great british bake-off is too
1: i need to watch that but it's so supportive like yeah it's so supportive and like (laughs) calm and (laughs) and it's just like these like
0: like half the people are just these older like british people who have just been like baking casually for years and they're just so sweet and then like other people are like young like there's there's people on there who are like 16 you know like 17 and are just like geniuses when it comes to baking you know and so it's like you've got this kind of breadth of people from all over the uk and it's just pretty it's fascinating and they're just all so nice to each other usually I don't, I can't speak for the whole series. I haven't seen the whole series, but
1: they're all nice to each other in The Big Flower Fight. And also, it's like hosted, well, like half hosted by my favorite, Natasia Dimitriou, who plays, uh, oh my gosh, Nadja, sorry, in, um, oh my God, why am I forgetting everything? What We Do in the Shadows. I can't remember anything.
0: She plays Nadja in What We Do
1: in the Shadows, the, the uh tv show yeah and yeah she's my fave
0: yeah no, i'll have to check it out um okay so
1: back to spooky stuff no this is Um, just about the big flower fight
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's great because it's springtime it's april we're blooming we're out here thriving you know so it's okay it's all right if we bring a little bit of spring into the into our steps if you know what i mean um okay so it's been so long that this is not anywhere near like a comprehensive list of everything I've been watching over the last month but here are some highlights. Um so I watched the movie Come True which um was very good. I went I went back and forth on it. Stephanie and I haven't talked about this one yet. Um she hasn't seen it yet, so I don't want to give anything away, but um and it's so new that I <clears throat> I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but um, I went up and down. Like I started off f- freaking just loving it, thinking it was the greatest thing ever. And then I like dipped way down <laughs> in my Uh-oh. opinion of it. And then kind of came back up a bit. And then at the very end, I was like, um, not super a happy. Big old
1: question mark.
0: Yeah. So we'll talk about it with Stephanie. You and I will chat a bit more about that one. But um, as far as the, an- like the, The animated horror scenes, beautiful, like gorgeous, creative, like just super creative, gorgeous work, like stunning for that. Uh, Visually, very beautiful. Um, Godzilla versus Kong, loved it. Spectacular. It gave me everything that I needed out of a movie about Godzilla versus Kong.
1: So, as you know, we tried to watch it as well on Mm -hmm. HBO. And like I, I just like wearing because I have nice headphones, and I really like wearing my headphones to like listen to any movie that uses like such awesome sound effects. Sound, yeah. And for some reason, it is like so quiet on it, uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah. And also, like we tried to watch, we were seeing if it was just that movie, and so we put on the other two Godzilla movies. And it's like, it's so quiet. And I don't think it's just me. Like, I Googled it and some people... Oh, the other two Godzilla movies
0: are that quiet as well? Yeah. And I I
1: Googled it and some people were saying the same thing about Godzilla versus Kong. They're like, why is this so quiet? And they're like, I don't know, HBO Max, like, messed up the the audio mixing or something. Yeah,
0: you know, I remember after you said that, that we had to kind of crank it, too, when we watched it. Yeah,
1: And I didn't want to crank it through the TV because like i'm like very paranoid about being too loud ever and being an inconvenience to anyone when you're living in a building yeah (laughs) um i so we couldn't watch it because i'm like if (laughs) if my body is not being rocked by this movie i can't like what's the point (laughs) i need to wait for it to like come out it's true it's really true so the next movie on the
0: list is uh, Satan's Slaves, which is an Indonesian horror movie. And um, I'd never seen it before, but apparently it's very famous. Um, but this is my first time seeing it. And um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really, really good. Have
1: Have you seen that one, Steph? No, I think I've heard of it and or seen it around, but I have not watched it.
0: Okay. It's, it's from the same... The same like director um, and same lead actress that was in um, in Pedagore. I was just about to say which yeah. I haven't I haven't seen that one yet, but that one's on the list. Um, but this was an earlier movie that they did together. Um, and then of course the Evil Dead franchise. Um, and I also watched Beyond the Gates, which I've seen a couple times now. I just love that movie. Um, I love Barbara Crampton. I love. Kind of the low budgetness of it, and it just feels very nostalgic to me because everything is like VHS and you know the eighties. It, like it has like it's not supposed to be set in the eighties, but um, it's about two brothers kind of going through their dad's old VHS rental store, and so it's very like nostalgic feeling. I love that movie. Um, Countdown, which oh, actually
1: yeah,
0: I've heard feels. Yeah, and well you and I talked about it a little bit like oh I was the <laughs> That's one I was I've telling you it. I went into it with <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I was telling you I went into it with like zero expectations and didn't think I was gonna get anything out of it. I literally just clicked the button because I was sick of looking for movies to watch and um it was actually not terrible. It was actually kind of like entertaining and it actually it reminded me quite a bit of <laughs> yeah what the fu- final destination jesus christ um oh.
1: I just did a whole episode on
0: oh <laughs> uh, um which was why i was like i need to tell stephanie about
1: this i talked so much about final destination that day and did so much research those like couple weeks leading up to the episode that i'm just like i feel like it's exited my brain completely <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much but good Lord (laughs) talked about it so much. I know, I know. Um, But yeah, I would, I would
0: recommend that one. It's a pretty, um, it's pretty good, pretty entertaining. Um, Anything about spooky, spooky technology, you know, I'm all for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of spooky technology, I also watched one missed call. Um, Which,
1: which one though? The original one.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, the original um, and very good, very good movie. Uh, Here Comes Hell, which was fantastic. That came out in like, 2019 and it's it's made to feel like it's a horror movie from like the 1940s or something. And um, so it's all like black and white and a little bit cheesy, but it's it's really good. I think they did a really good job. I rewatched Mandy and um, continuing with the theme of Nick Cage. I also watched Willy's Wonderland like a few weeks ago. Now, um, both amazing movies loved Willy's Wonderland. It was Mandy. Mandy is just like a, like one of my favorites. I love that movie and I've seen it a few times, but Willy's Wonderland I watched for the first time and just like Stephanie thought it was great.
1: It was a fun time. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It was really good. I, Loved it. I I couldn't decide if he was going to say anything the entire movie. And then he <laughs> didn't. And I'm like, perfect.
0: I know. I love that. Shtick. And he's such <laughs> a, like, he's got such a dynamic, like face
1: and he is, facial expressions that he doesn't need to. He is the most like powerful, like force of nature that we currently have. Yeah. <laughs> so he can do anything. Mm-hmm. And it would be, like, amazing, you know.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Um, so, yeah, that's what I watched this week. So, without further ado, let's jump into the evil dead.
1: We <laughs> um, still back. need a soundboard. <laughs> Guess what, guys? I looked on Amazon, and it is, in fact, $30,000. So. <laughs> Wait is Get to donating through our imaginary donate button. Yeah,
0: we don't have anywhere to donate, but we're gonna
1: start one <laughs> <laughs> now
0: that we've got all that attention from our um wonderful Scott Benson episode. It's time to can- it's time to finally splurge
1: on a yeah on a soundboard. Not to
0: brag, but we went from six to twelve subscribers on Spotify
1: just from that one episode i mean that's literally doubling our subscribers so just from that you one. could just say that
0: <laughs> guys
1: now that we're big yeah. don't don't think we'll forget where we <laughs> our humble origins
0: yes <laughs> um anywho all right so the evil dead so we got the first evil dead to dig into first um and like I said, we're going to be focusing quite a bit on like the special effects. And um, cause there's such an amazing story just behind. It. <laughs> there's a lot to be said for the whole production, both with the first and second one. And just how they were able to pull it all together. And it was just such a labor of love, it sounds like, between <laughs> people um, ready to make a movie like that. So there's lots of cool a stories <laughs>
1: that we can talk of, about there. Of- pain and of pain sickiness and, 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 <laughs> and yeah being cold and uncomfortable yeah yeah so i'll i'll let Steph kick us
0: off uh with the first one we'll talk about that a little bit and then we'll get deeper into evil dead 2
1: well i think a good way to sum up the whole series is uh bruce campbell saying i think the moral of the story is the evil dead movies basically beat the crap out of anybody who came near them that's a good way to start it yeah. off
0: Yes, and I'll get into this a little bit with the with the other one with the um, Evil Dead too. But I watched a couple documentaries just about the making of, specifically the second one. But uh, they touched on the first one a little bit and like just how, yeah, like how rough physically they were those movies and how oh, yeah, it had to be done basically by a group of real young people who just were wide eyed and ready to go for anything because there's no way (laughs) they were like, there's no way I would do what I did back then again. But that's not because it was bad just because I'm old and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that.
1: (laughs) It was also a non-union project. Right. Which was, yeah. Cause Detroit didn't have, I listened to a a interview with Sam and He was saying, and this was back in, I think, 1982 and uh so at the time detroit didn't have very strong or organized unions for like Mm -hmm. like film unions actors unions so they could get away with a lot more safety was sort of a nebulous concept to sam Raimi. um yes so that's how we we got some of the most infamous images from the series yeah
0: even with the second one um not to get too off track, but even with the second one, like some of the, one of the actors was talking about how him and his agent were like really stuck on this one phrase in his contract, just about how if you get hurt at all, like it's, it's your fault. Oh, that's good. (laughs) And not anyone else's fault. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay,
1: let's go. (laughs) Um, but the evil. Let's get okay. I'd like to once again get one thing freaking straight. Okay, Tom Sullivan, yes, <laughs> is a god in the Evil Dead universe.
0: Yes, and Tom and Sullivan is Stephanie, purposely the
1: left him out in no, her notes me. on purpose. She he told me, up- Stephanie. I'm not gonna include Tom Sullivan. What a loser. And I'm like that is what is not wrong with
0: you? True. That's <laughs> not true. You are a liar and a thief. And I will not oh. have you besmirch. What have I thieved? Our good name. I've thieved our you good thieved name. Thieved my honor, my honor away from me. Tom oh. Sullivan shows up prominently in my notes, just so you know. But he was <laughs> no, he, he was he was, took on a much smaller role in Evil Dead 2. So um, Evil Dead 1, mm. he was all over it. And yes. who is Tom Sullivan, Stephanie? Why don't you tell the people?
1: Tom Sullivan did all of the special effects. And there were still some other people who obviously, you know, were like assistants and everything. But he, he did the most famously the stop motion animation in the uh, end of the movie when... Uh, Scotts and someone else's body is like decomposing um and it yes. it's like amazing the and there's so many Love materials it. used including real life madagascar beetles that bruce campbell said he had to go get from i think the university <laughs> of michigan or something <laughs> a, a university somewhere in michigan and he's like hey can we borrow some madagascar beatles Beatles. (laughs) my friend really wants them because of the hissing
0: (laughs) did he bring them back
1: (laughs) yes that's why there's madagascar beatles in the okay good in the movie (laughs) um oh
0: good okay but no no. i mean did he bring them back to the to the university i'm guessing he did or else they wouldn't have lent him the beatles
1: right i mean they couldn't have stopped the movie from being made i guess Uh uh-huh but I right. assume he brought them back. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and just so everyone's aware, um, in case everyone doesn't know this already, but Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, uh went way back to high
1: school. And Ted Ramey and Robert Tabard.
0: Ted, yeah. Ted was so Ted is um, Sam's younger brother and Sam and Bruce went to high school together. So they knew each other from there. And when they first started filming, right, he, Sam was 18, and Bruce was 19.
1: Yeah. And, and um, Robert Tabard was one of their friends as well, and he was ultimately He was the older, producer. right? He was like 22 or something at the time. I don't remember. I, I just know that they all hung out. They
0: were all very young. Like, yeah. yeah. They were, it's a very young group of, of friends from Michigan that got together and decided to make this movie. Um, and the budget was about... Three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars or so, but I know Steph, you were saying, and you have notes in here about them needing to stop to continue to stop filming periodically to continue to raise money.
1: Yeah, they had to stop for like months at a time because they would just run out of money. So when I was originally thinking about the budget for the Evil Dead, I was like, oh, it's it's only like you know a few like only tens of thousands of dollars, and then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it was actually you know, 350 or so oh, thousand right. dollars, but that's because that was over a long period of time. And mm-hmm. a, a lot of it, like Bruce Campbell put in his own money. So he's one of the producers. Um, the Ramies put in, you know, their own money. Bruce Campbell had to ask a lot of his like family uh, to put in some money. Sam Raimi went around to people in Detroit who he thought might be interested and was like knocking on their doors. Like, Hey, <laughs> You want to, they, so they first shot, um, they, they shot a proof of concept film for the evil dead called, uh, within the woods. And it came out a couple years before the evil dead. But Sam would show that to people, um, be like, Hey, you like what you see. And he said at the time in Detroit, (laughs) uh, it wasn't like a very like, you know, filmmaking, like focused city town. So it was, yeah. So it was like a pretty novel concept at the time, um mm-hmm. so that's how he got a good amount of um funding, but then also there's a part from uh Robert Tappert who said that uh one of the sources of their cash was dentists, I guess, and he said that what <laughs> yeah, uh. Or uh, I'm sorry, Bruce Campbell said this. He said we had one guy give us money because he didn't want to go to Vegas that year. He said I usually take two <laughs> grand and blow it in Vegas. Well, here's my Vegas money.
0: <laughs> so I love we just that. Sent them that's hilarious.
1: This, this dentist. I'm assuming this is a dentist. He was like, I didn't go to Vegas this year. Take it for your horror movie. Yeah, and we got the <laughs> Evil Dead. <laughs> so, yeah, and and
0: I was I was reading too that's really funny the fact that they collected it from dentists um dentists are pretty horrifying so it makes sense um sure <laughs> uh and i was oh what was i you know when you have a brilliant thought and it just floats right out of your brain no oh yes that's what it was so <laughs> no um it's okay we can't all have brilliant thoughts um mm-hmm. so one thing that I was, uh, in one of the documentaries that I was watching about the second one, uh, Bruce Campbell was talking about why they decided to make a horror movie. And he was saying that neither one of them were particularly like big horror movie buffs, mm-hmm. but that they thought it would be a really good first project for them. Um, so they decided to kind of take it on because... And it's interesting because it's something that we were talking about, I think, in an earlier episode, but just about how horror movies are sometimes seen as like these easy things to get started with or like an easy you yeah. know, thing for a new filmmaker to do. And it was just it's, funny to kind of hear that that was the reason why they decided to go with horror.
1: That's still kind of true because I feel like you see a lot of actors for the first time in a like lesser known horror movie. And mm-hmm. then they go on to do other things, and I'm like, "But why? You should just stay in horror. I know. Like, why would <laughs> this is where all the don't move fun's on, <laughs> right? Yeah, come back. Ew. Don't go there. Ew, gross drama. <laughs> no, no, thank no. you. Mm-mm. I mean drama. <sighs> anyway, we don't Whatever. like drama here. Whatever. That's stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so uh, that's, and oh, also uh, in an interview with Sam Raimi, he was saying that he, Bruce Campbell and Rob Tappert would, they they saw a lot of like lower budget horror movies at like a local drive-in theater and they just like go out, park and just watch a ton of them. And they felt like in the end, it never really like went like ham, you know, like it didn't give them enough. So mm. he wanted to change that and he specifically said he wanted to make one that would quote really knock them with a punch. Um, yes. And that's certainly what he gave us. I mean, I completely get what he's saying when he's like uh, in the end, it wasn't enough because there's so many things where I'm like, just mm-hmm. go nuts, like lose it, lose your mind. Yeah. And then it doesn't. And it just kind of keeps it, contained or like too contained for my taste i'm like just just go insane like i don't yeah the whole like uh the monster is always scariest when you don't see it or something which Mm -hmm. is like sometimes true but also like i want to see me some goddamn monsters please show (laughs) me your best monster for the love of god and they do and it's like i mean you've seen the evil dead it's bananas (laughs) bananas <laughs> it's just off the walls <laughs> and i'm like that's what i want <laughs> i don't not everything so needs to do that but i want things to go off the walls more often than they do so yeah and
0: and yeah no it's, that's exactly it and speak i mean just going off the walls like for anyone that's seen it you know like it's it's pretty high octane right and there's blood spurting everywhere there's all kinds of stuff and one of the things that they were talking about with the special effects as it relates to the evil dead um and this comes up a lot in the second one where there's a ton of blood but that sam reamy wasn't necessarily he wasn't really concerned with realistic looking blood he kind of wanted it to look pretty cartoonish is what he said, and he wanted to make it a bunch of different colors. Like the blood throughout the movie, sometimes it's black. Sometimes it's, you know, Mm -hmm. bright red. Sometimes it's um, there's green blood at some, you know, certain points. It's just like, it's all over the map. So Sam Raimi as a director and a filmmaker, like his motives with this movie weren't necessarily to make something that according to the the people that were around him, his motivations weren't to make something that was so strictly like, wasn't taking itself super seriously necessarily. It was just more.
1: Well, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's partially like the comedy, like the slapstick comedy in it mm-hmm. is coming from Sam Raimi's love of the three stooges. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the like unreality of horror is like it it kind of excuses any like what you might find like cheesy like a cheesy special effect now which I don't think any of the special effects are cheesy to be honest I think they're all great to this day but if you think of that if you think that of any of them it's like excused from the fact that it's like well none of this is like all that real like this is just out of this world. Like. At, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's very like, not of this world. And that yeah. allow, I think that allows a lot more, um, like creative license to, to do yeah. what they did and to Absolutely. go as far as they went. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, and it goes back to what you and I always talk about just some of the, the creativity that you can have when you have, constraints around whatever it might be around budget or you know what have you with horror especially there's so much there's so many ways to be really creative in how you create something um scary you know whether it's a image or or whether it's like you know a scene or whatever it might be there's so many ways that you can think creatively to get super spooky shots and um that's that was kind of the whole thing with the Evil Dead, is they didn't have a lot of money, especially at first. With the second one, their budget went up uh quite a bit, so they had more of a quote, yeah. like professional production. But um Evil Dead was just kind of a bunch of kids getting together making a movie.
1: And Evil Dead 2 is like even though it's which I just recently found out okay so i didn't understand i didn't previously understand the continuity of the two mm-hmm. and i'm like okay did ash leave did he so he didn't like get got <laughs> by the, the the evil force that was propelling itself towards him which was really mm-hmm. just i think either sam raimi or the camera operator uh riding towards him i've heard on a motorcycle and then i red on a bike either way on some sort of so that some sort of wheels was actually a big lie apparently
0: uh-huh. um bruce campbell said that that was like a big lie that they put out into the world to make it seem spicy but it was just a cameraman um there Running? was a yeah it was just like well i don't I, I don't know what he was doing but it wasn't sam Raimi on a bike that was like oh, a, I a big the, rumor the lie, that they put out.
1: I thought the <laughs> lie was that he with the, Sam broke his jaw with the camera.
0: Yeah, he said the big lie was the motorcycle. And then the other lie was oh. that he broke his jaw, which didn't happen.
1: Well, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> and instead, I'll accept the breaking of the jaw. Like, sh- that didn't happen. But I just love to think of Sam Raimi, like 20 years old, like ni- 18, 20. Just hurtling towards Bruce Campbell with the camera, yeah. and, and you is know like what? looks
0: scared. This was like an interview that I read, and it could have been, you know, like you know, correct us, correct me if I'm wrong, you know. But don't I don't. Us if we're wrong. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> we don't accept don't. criticism will, at this time. We'll block your ass if you yes. come onto my page <laughs> and correct me. You're you're out. You're out of here. Um, I'll take the hit. Yeah. <laughs> And subscribers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're down to eleven after this. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about. <laughs> we were just basically talking about the first one and how um its lack of budget oh. and sort of the constraints it was around.
1: Yeah. Nah, I was talking about the continuity of the first two movies. Oh there you go. And how I didn't we're, understand. And so we're back. I was like, okay. So at the end of the first one, if you didn't know that there was going to be, you know, second and third one, then mm-hmm. you would think potentially that Bruce Campbell dies, right? Because it's right. hurtling at him. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and he was that's that was the
1: specifically yeah. Sam Raimi on a on a uh, motorcycle, which we have established as fact. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's where. The second one picks up for some reason. I thought that because of the way that they shot it, it doesn't start. I'm sorry. I take that back. It doesn't pick up. The second one doesn't pick up right there. It picks up with Bruce Campbell coming to the cabin, like driving to Mm -hmm. the cabin with a different actress who is his girlfriend named Linda. And I'm like, is this, do he just have two girlfriends named Linda? And why is he bringing her to the cabin again? He knows this mm. is going to happen. And I'm like, is he just like coming back? Like, is he just like crazy? No, it's just like going back a little bit. And it's like in the story of the first Evil Dead. And it's him bringing only Linda to the cabin. And then things go nuts. But she still, like, dies in kind of the same way it's, that Linda in the first one died. It's not
0: super clear to me either. And I've watched no, it's clear now two, to two me documentaries. documentaries.
1: It's clear oh, to me now. It's see, just it, confusing. I, it,
0: still wasn't, it still wasn't cleared up for me, even after I watched
1: two no, documentaries
0: so, about the making of
1: and <laughs> read about it. So it, it has, like, a more drawn out scene of him trying to, like, permanently kill Linda after she becomes a deadite. And it takes right. a really long time. And that sequence is amazing. Um, and then where it picks up from the first, the end of the first movie is when the camera's coming at him. Um, and it like, is the force like just throwing him through the trees. Mm-hmm. Do you? And then he like gets possessed for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. 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 That's, and then it, it continues on from there. So he hasn't left the cabin. And like, I thought he'd left and then came back. And I'm like, what are you doing, Ash?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I thought that too at first. And like, they did talk about that a little bit and how they had to, um, they couldn't reuse any of the footage from the first one, which was a struggle because all of the rights to it had been sold to the oh company yeah so so they had to basically recreate some stuff to try to like string it together somehow because sam raimi was initially really set against doing evil dead 2 he didn't want to do it um at first but then he got really excited about it later on but after evil dead 1 they did this movie called crime watch crime wave Crime wave, thank you. Um, And it totally bombed. Um, And it was at that point that they decided to do Evil Dead 2. And thank God, because it's a brilliant movie. But yeah, no, they didn't have the rights to the first one anymore. So they couldn't um, use any footage from it.
1: That makes more sense. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So they had to be kind (laughs) of (laughs) creative.
1: Linda 2.0. Gotcha. So
0: the scene... By the way, we're just skipping back and forth between the first and the second one. We're this is just this is They're called basically the free same flow
1: thing because it yeah, all takes the same course story like the same two or three days.
0: Yeah, so with so. the
1: second one and
0: that scene that you were talking about, where he's being pulled through the woods and like being flipped upside down, um, that was really funny. in In the the behind the scenes of that was pretty funny because. He Bruce Campbell is basically like strapped to a truck and they had to find they had to find a road that was just straight for like one or two miles. And they filmed the second one in, in a place called Wadesboro. Um, and that's in North Carolina. And it was really hot, really muggy. It was in the middle of summer. And um, so it was just kind of a like sticky conditions. <laughs> but um, that whole scene, I guess, took an entire day of shooting just that scene of him being pulled through the woods. And um, the reason is because they kept having to do it over and over again. And um, as he was being pulled, he was being pulled kind of slowly down this road and people like cast and crew were like basically standing by with sticks with leaves on them and like smacking Bruce (laughs) Campbell (laughs) as he was going down this road. And like, that's kind of the story of the entire production is just Bruce Campbell getting beat up like the entire time. And Sam Raimi just being more than happy to inflict that on him because he's his friend, you know, and he's just, yeah, they have, they have that relationship, but, um, yeah. So apparently that whole scene, the special effects guys were saying took a whole day and like, he even flips over a few times, you know, throughout that yeah, scene.
1: It like, spins around.
0: Yeah. And, and one yeah. of the special effects people that worked on that movie was talking about, he had asked him, or Bruce Campbell was saying that he had asked him like, well, what did you eat for breakfast this morning or something? And he was like, I don't know why. And he's like, well, I just want to know like what's going to end up on my face at the end of the day. Cause I'm oh, right below you. <laughs> like <laughs> because he's going to have to spin him around as they're going down this thing and they're going to have to do it a lot and it took
1: the whole day just to get that one shot. Bruce Campbell took a beating. They all took a beating, but yeah, he yeah, he spun him around uh mm-hmm. had caro syrup, like they all just suffered through the caro syrup with yeah. fake blood. He there's a part in The Evil Dead 2 where after uh bruce or ash has cut off his possessed hand and then the hand is like scurrying Mm -hmm. around and he's trying to shoot it it like goes into like a hole in the wall and then all of a sudden a ton of blood shoots like straight out onto bruce campbell and the way that they achieved that was they had bruce uh I think he was. They had to like he he described it as having to turn the set sideways or something like that. So he was like mm. a flat on a, like a board, and then I think maybe laying down or something. It was kind of hard to. I was watching an uh, interview with him and he was mimicking it, and I, who knows what he was. It's hard.
0: To, <laughs> I know. It's about. hard to visualize because. They had to they, do such weird stuff.
1: Yeah. And they just dumped a 55 gallon drum full of fake blood, which is again, just like caro syrup, red food dye. And like, uh, well, at least in the first one, Tom Sullivan added coffee to it to make it like less red and more like, you know, like dirty mm, looking like blood they just, looking. Yeah. Yeah. And they just dumped that on him. And, it, and especially <laughs> they didn't want it to be shooting out like, if he was just standing normally because the pro- like the trajectory of the blood would kind of dip down naturally so he wanted it sam mm-hmm. raimi wanted it to be straight out and to go like pretty great distance like several feet uh so that's how they yeah. did that and sam told bruce like uh so if you're drowning um just wave your arms and he's like what are you talking about <laughs> I have to wave my arms <laughs> and he's like well it'll be over eventually you'll st- you'll you'll stop drowning eventually it's fine <laughs> you'll be fine <laughs> that's and so that's funny. uh how they got oh away with gosh. that scene is because there were no union reps <laughs> to save Bruce
0: Campbell that's so funny It's such a similar story. So that, that a similar thing happened with uh, Dan Hicks, who's the actor who plays Jake in the second movie. He, he went through a similar thing where it was the same. It was like a 55 gallon uh, drum full of blood and it was coming out through a hose. I'll describe what the scene is first. Um, It's that scene where, uh, Sarah Barry, the actress who's she's the lead actress in that movie. She plays Annie is trying to pull him out of the basement because he's being sucked in by, um, Henrietta who's, um, a deadite. Who is Ted
1: Raimi. Respect. Who is Ted
0: Raimi. Yeah. Ted Raimi is brilliant as Henrietta. And we'll talk about Henrietta in a second. Cause she's got a whole cool special effects thing going on with her. But, um, she's the deadite that's trying to pull people into the basement and eat them and all that good stuff. But she's pulling Jake in and uh, Dan Hicks said he's had (laughs) at that point, he had had like a few near death experiences in his life is what he said. But that was the closest he thinks he's ever come to actually dying. Um, Whether (laughs) how tongue in cheek that is, I don't know. But he was saying that what happened was, the hose that was supposed to be expelling fifty-five gallons of blood in three seconds was wasn't angled properly. So oh. what was happening was the blood was hitting the trap door and just shooting right back into his face. <laughs> so he'll stop drowning eventually. It just, it just went up <laughs> his nose, and oh. he said he just couldn't breathe for a while. And um, they had to do that take like several times and they couldn't Mm. fix the the hose you know and so it was just this he said it was just you know kind of par for the the course for evil dead the first one apparently the production bruce campbell was saying was just like a nightmare in the first one because they didn't know what they were doing and for special effects you know they would put things on your face but not put vaseline on
1: beforehand so they would just rip your skin and hair off and And then the the second
0: one (laughs)
1: Oh, go the ahead. The context they had to wear in the first one. Oh, for, yeah. Like, they described it as having to put like Tupperware on your eyeballs. And Ugh. also, what's really a really fun and tasty fact. Um, <laughs> so, because they, you know, the movie obviously has a lot of blood and guts and gore in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cabin didn't have running water. <laughs> so, oh, in they, the first
0: movie?
1: Yeah. So, they, uh, uh, Ellen Sandweiss, who plays Cheryl in the first one, was saying, like, and just imagine that and having to put on these contacts. Like, it's not a good situation. And already they they couldn't wear the contacts for very long because they're, like, these hard, thick lenses, like really cheapo Ugh. things, and their eyes couldn't breathe. So they couldn't wear them for very long, and, like, they're having to put it on with, like, gross hands, and it's just, like so painful and disgusting and and like yeah sweaty dirty has things sticking to your hands like skin is ripping off you know <laughs> it's just over a yeah. bad situation that gave us so many great and just timeless scenes <laughs> especially cheryl cheryl's great yes and
0: oh yeah cheryl's fantastic um that iconic scream right that she's got isn't that
1: Cheryl the one that lets out the scream which oh like the really really long one
0: the really long yeah sorry the no, really long
1: and drawn out
0: scream is that Cheryl
1: no that's Shelly
0: oh dang it Cheryl is Ash's
1: uh, sister who's the first to become a deadite and Cheryl is like the second I think and they have a whole big fight scene her whole scene as a deadite is like one of, I in my opinion I think it's like the grossest in the movie because mm-hmm. like the final scenes like the stop motion like the body's decaying it is pretty gross especially like there's bugs and they used like oatmeal to just spurt out of people's clothes mm-hmm. it was disgusting but Cheryl's was really drawn out and especially that scream went on for so mm-hmm. long and she was so like unrecognizable it was just so good yeah. yeah no, that that's uh' it's fantastic, Shelley.
0: yeah yeah um so the the special effects team that worked on on the second one did more of like the um there was also animation like we talked about, but then there was a a team brought on to do like the monster effects and things like that, and um Mark Shostrom was the lead on this team of special effects artists and he found out about it um, just kind of through the the grapevine, I guess. And he asked for, he asked his friend for an introduction to Sam Raimi because he heard that he was working on this new movie and he really wanted to be a part of it. So um, Sam and him ended up having a conversation and he hired Mark to lead the special effects. Um, and so Mark brought on, a team of people um, that, well, I'll just say the names of the people. Greg Nicotero is one particularly famous special effects artist now. And Howard Berger, who those two went on to found the K and effects group. And there's a whole documentary on them. Um, you can find it on, um, on Amazon. It's, I believe it's called monster factory or something like that. I'll have to, I'll have to link factory? it. In, I think that's what it's called.
1: Monster Factor?
0: I could be wrong, but I'll I'll find it and I'll link it in the description for the podcast. It's a really good um, documentary that I watched years ago. I'm going to search two.
1: Monster Factor on YouTube <laughs> and see what comes up. And I'm going to assume that's what you're talking about. Uh-oh.
0: Anyways, um, so Greg and Howard and Robert Kurtzman, um, Mark Sh- uh, Shostrom, of course, and then Shannon Shea were a few of the the major special effects people on the second one. And then Tom Sullivan came back and he did all the animation and like the stop motion effects. So that whole scene where Linda, the dancing Linda. Yeah. um, Where she's dancing in the woods. I know it's so good. That one um, was all Tom and he, it was really difficult to film because they had, a, they had the actual actress who played Linda. They had her do this choreographed dance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they filmed it. And they said, Tom, this is what this dummy needs to do. Or this, you know, what the anim- animated version of Linda needs to do. And so it was really difficult, apparently, for that reason. But um, he created like a whole um, scene in the the woods and film the dancing Linda and all that stuff. But it's, I love that scene. I think it's so great.
1: It's really good. Like they, the scene in the first one with Linda is really good. Um Betsy Baker, who plays the first Linda is amazing. I mean, yeah. Betsy Baker as a dead. I was, I remember, I don't remember the first time I ever watched the evil dead, but I remember when I did, I, I, betsy baker as linda was like a standout or one of the standout performances for me because i thought that she was actually really scary like when she's sitting in the doorway and she's just laughing and she has like really um like exaggerated makeup on and Mm -hmm. she has there's like eyelashes just like very like crudely and like cartoonishly drawn on like above her above and below her eyes and I yeah. thought she was doing such a good job. Like, I remember that was she one did of the an amazing job. Stood out to me. Yeah. Um, like, she did such a good job. Yeah. And that scene was good. But then I think it was definitely a bit better in the second one, for sure. I still like Betsy Baker yeah, the most. An- but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, their budget. So their budget for the second one was like three and a half million, I believe. It's in the millions. So I was. Yeah. It was significantly higher than than the first one. And um to your point about the way Linda looks. Yeah, like I super creepy. And I know Sam Raimi wanted Linda, wanted the dead eye Linda to look like a, a doll, like a porcelain doll. So yeah. they recreated that in the second one, obviously. Um and there's a really interesting scene. Everything about the way they did the special effects was very creative, but that scene where Linda's head basically like flies through the window, I believe, and it lands on Ash's lap. Yeah, 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 and he's like
1: it it, holding it and freaking out, and she bites onto his hand, and then yes. that's how his hand gets possessed. Yes, and then yeah, yeah,
0: that was a so, good scene. That's yeah. Really good scene. So apparently the way they filmed that was of course the head that flies through is a, um, a cast, but the, um, when it's her actual head that he's looking at, he's like sitting on his knees behind and they recreated his lap, um, and had her just stick her head through the floor, through the floor, through this hole. So it looks like his lap, but it's not his actual lap. It's a, it's just a dummy. um, and the whole thing the whole the whole second film they f- they filmed it like we said in in north carolina but they basically built the entire set inside of a middle school gymnasium hmm. um so they had much more control over like the elements and things like that so it was much more of a like upscale yeah. uh production than the first one but um but yeah they they built like a two story building inside of a high inside of a middle school
1: gymnasium and then that's where they filmed. The yeah, one. I the second one, the set, it looks pretty similar to the the cabin in the first one. But something about the first Evil Dead everything feels so like dirty, like like actually like everything yeah. feels like it's covered in grime. From like the opening shot with like, I don't, under, I don't know what it is. I, there's a specific part where it starts feeling really like everything's like not clean when yeah. it shows it. There's a shot from uh, behind when they're driving to the cabin and they're on like the not paved road. Like, I don't even know if I right. call it dirt. It's covered in like, just like forest debris. Um and there, it's like a '70s car, you know, and it's like extremely mm. low to the ground, so it's like dragging some like branches and shit behind it. For some reason, that shot just makes me feel like I need to take a shower. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. And then the inside of the cabin too looks so gross, and it, it looks like. uh so I live on the the East Coast, and I've lived in many and of like old old house that's been converted into like apartments um and by many i Mm -hmm. mean two uh (laughs) and many 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 a building a lot um and especially like in this current one it's just covered in layers and layers of paint and i'm like I wonder how many layers are on here. And also I would love to find out what's underneath these layers. I'm sure it's actually not that bad. Like a
0: hundred plus years of paint.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh like the thing with it, it like it's like painting over oh, and our back stairwell is super dirty. And instead of cleaning it a couple of years ago, they just painted over it. So they oh, just no. painted over like dirt. Yeah. And Dead bugs, like it's it's gross back there, and that's what this whole cabin in the first one feels like to me. Mm. My living situation is fine. Everyone, you don't need to worry about me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a gross back stairwell. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we're doing okay, uh, but that's what the cabin feels like to me. It feels like they've painted over dirt, they've painted over bugs, and they've been doing this right. over and over for years, and so. The whole like set and everything around them just feels so grimy and gross. And it's a really, really good backdrop for the entire movie. And the second one doesn't feel it. The second one's still really gross, but I don't really get nearly the same sense of like grime. Like it, it, you can, it looks like they have running water, (laughs) you know, (laughs) which they did not. They had to bring water to the cabin in the first one. So, and it looks like they did. And the
0: cast and crew was so much bigger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And it was a lot they bigger. A bigger. They had more production. money. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. more money, more uh, running water. So that's, that's what they say.
0: <laughs> that is what they, that is what they say.
1: Yeah. It's um, a direct quote. Something
0: weird. So I, so <laughs> I'll, the documentaries that I watched in case anyone is interested in watching them and I will link them in the description, but um, one was called Swallowed Souls, The Making of Evil Dead 2. And in that one, uh, that special effects team that I mentioned, there was a whole chapter in this documentary dedicated just to them. And they were just talking about how the kind of energy on set was just so... Like, nobody ever yelled at anyone else, and which was very unusual for a film set. Um like there nobody ever really got angry at anybody is what they were saying.
1: In the second um, movie?
0: In the second movie. Well, and, they had running water. Because they had running water, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no one ever really got upset. It was very much everyone was there to obviously, you know, get a movie done and Sam Raimi is known for um, you know, basically doing anything that he needs to do to get it, get it done. But oh, yeah. he, um, but it wasn't to the point where it, the, I guess the vibe on set was still very much. It felt like a bunch of kids making a movie is what they were saying. Like it just felt very playful and, you know, it was fun and it was creative and it was exciting because it was um, the evil dead was so kind of out there that um, the evil dead too could, you know, kind of follow in those same footsteps. And, um, so the vibe was just very laid back, but one weird thing that they were saying was, (laughs) and this is in 1986. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, the special effects team, they built everything, um, over the course of six months in Pasadena, in Mark showstrom's studio in Pasadena, California. And then they shipped it all out to North Carolina. And when they showed up, they got there and I guess they, they had like a, they rented a house that they said they called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. Um, cause it looked exactly like the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre house. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it was just perfect because it just set the scene perfectly for going out, you know, going to the South to make a horror movie. It was just like the perfect backdrop. Um, but he said when they got there, they all went to the laundromat to, like, clean their clothes and things like that. And this is just insane. Um, but they went there and um, someone walked up to them and said, you're not in the right place. You need to go to the white laundromat, which is across the street. And it was that, at that moment that they realized everything in this town was still segregated. Um, Ooh. Yeah, everything they said from grocery stores to theaters to all of that stuff. So, kind of in just nuts, like nineteen eighty six, insane, insane. Oh, yeah, the I South mean it's it's like yeah, that. <laughs> it's not. I mean it's like it's not insane, obviously, because that's very rampant still. But it's just it's just wild. That was it like is, the backdrop of this movie. Basically, was this town.
1: It is wild to think about that there's still, like, you know, there's a white laundromat you need to right. go there. Like, to be so upfront about it, you know, instead of just being, like, I don't know, a, yeah. a lot more passive-aggressive about it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and and
0: so they they went to the laundromat, and they said it was, like, air-conditioned, and it had food <laughs> and, like, arcade games, whereas the other one had none of those things and was very hot, and you know, like, so it was just... It just, it's wild. So that was just a weird, a weird kind of atmosphere that they were creating this movie in, right? Which is kind of completely different. I don't know. Very tense.
1: Yeah. I feel that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And apparently, Sam Raimi had fired almost the whole first crew that came in and replaced them all. Um, are you sure
1: it wasn't tense
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) on set the fact that yeah right so uh, and apparently the reason he had done that was because um like the lighting people and the camera people and all of that stuff were just like heavily criticizing everything that he was laying out for them and they were just really not having great attitudes about it apparently um so he just said well I'm letting you go. I'm going to hire like a new crew. And then come Monday, there was a completely new set of people there.
1: Interesting. Yeah. He also in the, uh, the end of the second movie where Ash has fallen through the evil portal into the land of army of darkness. Right. Um, there's a part which it's a scene that I guess was ultimately cut. I I didn't think that it was cut at first, so I was when I found out this little bit of trivia. I was looking for it when I rewatched it, and I'm like, "Where's Sam? I don't see him." Um, But it was a scene that was cut, which is hilarious. Uh, And (laughs) it was there was this stunt guy who I think the the scene was there was this like stunt uh, guy who was playing a soldier who was trying to kill the the flying deadite that's coming at them um i think he was like swinging his sword at or something and then he like gets knocked down or something like that Mm -hmm. uh the guy wasn't doing i guess what sam wanted him to do and sam was like i'm just i'm gonna do it i don't like what he's doing and he's like someone get me a soldier's costume so he gets in the (laughs) soldier's costume. And like so many takes, like like all day, he kept redoing this scene, and because he didn't like, he's like that wasn't right. Oh God, and he's like muttering to himself. And in the scene, he has to like hurl himself downhill down this like hill, you know. <laughs> and if you've seen the movie, like there, it looks everything about that landscape looks like it's very hard <laughs> if you land on it. Yeah. Um. And so he did this so many times. And then the following day he came up to Bruce and he's like, uh, Bruce, um, it's not normal to have like blood in your urine. Right. (laughs) He's like, no, Sam, it's not normal. Maybe you should stop. (laughs) Maybe you should stop. And the, the blood will stop. (laughs) And he's like, that's just how he is. Where. And in the first one, he, he pushed himself so much. And he, would, he wouldn't sleep for like days and he would just be up writing and rewriting and shooting and like just not sleeping. There's a part in the first one, um, yeah. the dismemberment scene um, where he just passed out <laughs> and they were like, mm. well yeah, saw this coming and they went and got a bucket full of ice water. They threw it on him. He did not wake up and they were like, let's leave him there. <laughs> oh
0: wow like uh, he'll, he'll wake wow. up
1: <laughs> eventually oh man <laughs> and like sam raimi if nothing Dude, else yeah, is I mean, dedicated so i appreciate that.
0: yes and it was funny because um greg greg and howard and all the the special effects team they had their own office um set up where they had you know they had all their special effects stuff basically in like an office area. And Greg was saying that they had to lock the door and like booby trap the office at night, like classic booby trap where you open the door and something like, like, you know, pail of yeah. water turns over like that type of stuff. Because Sam would at like late at night, Basically, would be like talking to you know other people on you know in the crew and would be like, "Let's reshoot this or let's do this real fast, like let's just do this really fast." And he kept getting into the special effects office <laughs> and taking stuff that wasn't ready yet, and the special effects team was like, "Stop it, like, stop <laughs> it's not ready. So apparently, um that's why there's this one scene where Bruce Campbell is holding Linda's head. And her hair is pinned back Mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't like, that was how that's what they did at the end of the day. They would like pin her hair back. And then the next day they would like redo it. So it looked the same, Mm -hmm. but um, it had been pinned back for the night and put away. But Sam had broken into the office with like Bruce Campbell and other, and you know, somebody else. And they had reshot this one scene and um, it's, it's the final, it's the one that's in the movie. And Greg was like, I was so pissed. <laughs> like, it was so mad. <laughs> all that work. He's and like, the, so yeah. Like, yeah. And, and Greg and in. Howard. Yeah. Greg and Howard were like, I, I was so angry. So we just started like not only locking it, but, uh um, booby trapping, booby trapping. The, the whole thing so that nobody could get in there at night and like mess around with our stuff because we'd get in and there all of our stuff would be like <laughs> not just, how we left it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Um we should talk let's talk about Henrietta. An let's, icon. Yes. So Henrietta is just a an ex just like one of the best evil spooky things in cinema um well who is henrietta yeah i'll let me yeah let me introduce who she is so henrietta is supposed to be the dead-eyed version of um (laughs) dead-eyed you could just
1: say the dead-eyed version (laughs) shut
0: up um the dead-eyed she's the most
1: dead-eyed dead-eyed that there ever was of
0: Annie's mom. And Annie is the star uh, is the um, female star of the second one opposite Bruce. So she, she's like a scientist and her parents are staying at this cabin and are studying the um, book of the dead and accidentally, accidentally summon a Kandarian demon. And this demon basically infects the mother, Henrietta, and um, she becomes a deadite and she is in the cellar. So when Annie comes back to the cabin to try to figure out what happened to her parents, and she comes with a group of people, she comes with, you know, Dan Hicks and um, who's Jake, and then Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. And then Ed, who's kind of like her professional partner, they come back to the cabin, find Bruce Campbell they think that he's had something to do with it so they lock him in the cellar and Henrietta's in the cellar and um she is risen because Annie starts to read a passage from or is it Annie or is it her father i think she's playing the the tape of her father
1: speaking well, I, th- I don't think she ever wasn't risen
0: right but she pops up because they're playing the recording of Annie's dad speaking oh I, and thought I she was he's reading
1: the book. I thought she was just hanging out down there.
0: I think that's when it happens if memory it, and like I said, do not correct us because we will be upset. Do not um take criticism we very well. Take criticism well. So <laughs> um nah, we're kidding. But we're not, we're um, not. so Henrietta pops up and um Tries to get Bruce, and then so they get him out of the the cellar, and then she becomes just a big pest for a good chunk of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Henrietta is played by Ted Ramey, who is um, Sam's younger brother, and he just Older does brother. a great job.
1: I thought Ted was his little brother. All right. Well, now I gotta Google it. Yeah, let's
0: Google. Let's Google this um, because and I if- remember in the documentary they said he's my little brother, so you can really. Mess with him or something like that.
1: He's um, old? No, he's older.
0: What? Okay.
1: Oh, wait, wait.
0: He's younger.
1: He, ha- he has. He's younger. <laughs> he does have an older brother. Um, but Breaking it's not news. Ted. 55 years old is, in fact, younger than 61.
0: There you go. So, Ted is the younger brother and. um,
1: Ivan. Is Ivan one one year younger than Sam, so Ted is the babe.
0: Yeah, so uh, Ted plays Henrietta, and originally, I guess Henrietta was going to be the special effects team, and Mark Showstrom wanted to originally create her like this really skinny, emaciated demon lady, right? Mm-hmm. But they were
1: and then they said no
0: he quickly realized that that wasn't gonna work because they wanted to basically put henrietta just through hell and (laughs) they weren't gonna be able to do that with like a really thin suit Mm -hmm. um it was gonna have to be kind of (laughs) chonky and henrietta henrietta's chonky right like she's like she's got um she's just like big and she's got a bunch of lentil beans like they put a bunch of lentil she, beans in bags of lentil beans in her suit
1: you know Henrietta like she's kind of big she's got a lot of lentil beans <laughs> she does and um wait lentil beans is that what I just said that it's is not what you said beans. isn't it just lentils yes okay I can't do math Ashley doesn't know what lentils are <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Um, I don't lentil re- beans, <laughs> lentil beans, whatever. It was just beans, okay. So they put.
1: <laughs> We're doing if really even good. One
0: of you reaches out and says, "I swear anything, to God, <laughs> I'm banning you. I'm shutting it all down." If <laughs> one person corrects me on this, but it is beans. <laughs>
1: Okay, so so it's not lentils. It's actually. I don't know. It was one or the other. I don't know anymore.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know. She's got
1: pockets full of beans or a mysterious. She does. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Henrietta
0: is like this giant suit that is like very insulated with all kinds of stuff. And the way that they got her to look a little bit more realistic when Ted was like walking with her was they filled bags with beans <laughs> so that so that weight would distribute as he was walking in a little bit more of a realistic way and it wasn't just like floating you know yeah so poor ted was like in this suit that took like hours and hours and hours just to get ready f- to you know be on camera with and he's and it's filled with beans so it's like a million pounds <laughs> And there's no, there's no air. Like there's no. no ventilation. It's in the middle of summer in North Carolina. So it's incredibly humid and hot. And the videos of them taking this suit off of him are just heinous. Like they'll take the feet off and just, it's just water. It just oh. comes pouring out of this suit because he's just Ooh. been sweating in it all day. And yeah. there's a scene that scene where he is, um, where Henrietta is like up in the air and she's spinning and she's, like, around, spinning
1: around. Yeah, there's there's a yeah, close there's, up shot. Yeah, you know what I'm talking I, about. Yeah. yeah, there's just sweat dripping out. That's
0: that's sweat. That's all <laughs> yeah. sweat. And, um, I guess I had never noticed this before. Yeah. But there is um, a part where, <laughs> so Ted, Ted, what am I trying Ted. to say, Ted? Ted <laughs> is in this suit and he's spinning around on the ceiling, right? Well, in the scene immediately previous, he had fallen. Um he had fallen trying to do something and completely ripped the back of Henrietta. <laughs> so his butt is just out. <laughs> so when he's spinning around on the ceiling, there's a second where you can see his butt. Like
1: well, he, I got to rewatch he, Evil
0: Dead 2 <laughs> yeah. again. And because the special effects guys only had the one Henrietta suit. So they tried to like glue it back together. But it just, but it just wasn't. No, I mean, it was just like that suit went through so much that like, you know, it just wasn't going to stay together once it had been compromised.
1: You heard it here first. Ted Ramey has got an ass. that can't, cannot and will not quit. No. Yeah. It won't. They won't do it. I don't know why I'm saying this about Ted Raimi right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not attracted, to Ted. <laughs> I just have a lot of respect,
0: <laughs> but I am attracted to Henrietta. We'll say Henrietta that, right? is a different story.
1: <laughs> she's girl, call me. She's <laughs> she is something else. Um, <laughs> she certainly
0: is. So, but like, he did such a good job as Henrietta,
1: like, he her voice and
0: everything is just so good
1: like i've seen his face enough times that i can like immediately tell that it's him Mm -hmm. even though there's so much shit on his face but he does such a good he goes all out and it's so it it, such a committed and like i i just love his performance he is like yeah he's the standout of well not okay outside of ash you know as far as like dead eyes go i think he's the standout of that movie yeah um obviously Bruce campbell is the clear standout <laughs> the entire movie but yeah yeah no one can do a dead i think quite like ted ramey
0: so good and like just watching the documentary about the making of that movie and seeing them basically sam is like okay now say this when he's like in the cellar and his head is, you know, Henrietta's head is like peeping out from the cellar and he's like screaming at um, the characters in the room and stuff. He's just like feeding him different lines and just to see Mm -hmm. him like say it and then like pull back. And Sam's like, okay, now say this. And he'll say that in a different way and then pull back. He's like, all right, now Mm -hmm. say this, like just so they can get a few different types of, you know, Dialogue. It's just so good. It's just I'm amazed to watch people do um, just to do things like that, especially when it's a horror movie villain or demon, because that's so much work. (laughs)
1: That is a lot of work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's very a lot. It's just a lot of energy.
1: And a lot of respect, Ted Raimi. Also, I'm not hitting on you, Ted. (laughs) Just so you know.
0: The record says otherwise. I mean,
1: (laughs) Maybe I am. (laughs) I didn't think I would ever get to this point in my life, but I guess this is where we are. (laughs) Hey,
0: let's have Ted Ramey on the podcast and then immediately stop uh, recording new episodes for a couple months.
1: Yeah. And then I'll be a special guest. Because I started a job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got too sleepy. I was tired. Um, I was too tired.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's uh, like a direct
1: quote from me. So,
0: <laughs> you know what? It happens. You get well, tired. You know what I
1: mean? We, we were planning on last weekend. And then Ashley was like, Would you maybe want to do next weekend? And I'm like, For recording. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> like yes a thousand times yes
0: listen we prepare a lot for our episodes
1: we do that's i'm looking i'm
0: staring down 10 pages of notes in google docs and this is size 11 font
1: so this isn't this isn't no size 12 you're looking at because i'm looking at nine pages of notes
0: (laughs) wait what did i say 10 Oh fuck. I can't Doing even false count information. Dude. First I don't know what lentil beans are, and now I can't count to well, ten. What's going on? Are lentils beans? Yeah, Google um, that.
1: Avenge no. me. They're Damn it. Legumes. Shit.
0: Okay, so he had a bunch of legumes in his body as Henrietta.
1: Wait, did he have beans or lentils? The people <laughs> want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Ashley. I don't know anymore. Watch watched two documentaries. I know. And I don't know what type of
0: bean he had. Or legume. Or legume. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Maybe we needed one more weekend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To prepare. Um, So there is an awesome scene that we need to touch on. And it's the one where Linda's headless body... Comes just raining into the shed that um, Ash is in. He's got her decapitated head in a vise. Mm-hmm. And he's going to try to, you know, kill her.
1: And, but he can't find the chainsaw. So. Oh yeah. There's like a, a drawn outline of it right. on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like chainsaw here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, people do that and it's so organized. I'm so impressed to oh, I thought it where was where
1: stuff goes. I thought it was a joke.
0: Maybe no, I should start used doing to, that. <laughs> people used to do that. Like in shops and stuff, they'll draw the outline of the tool. So, you know, where that tool goes on the wall.
1: This is like some pre HGTV genius, right? Ha- I know. Like right here. I know. Oh, maybe I should. Um, yeah so
0: but i had that same thought at first too i was like wait is that a joke and then i was like no i remember i think dad did that our father is who i'm talking about Um no that
1: guy we know named dad (laughs) shut the fuck (laughs) yeah uh (laughs)
0: Father. Also also known as Ted Raimi. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, now this is getting to be a weird
1: <laughs> dynamic. We talked about his ass.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: now we're calling him dad. It's a whole thing. Um, um, dad, if you're listening, not you, Ted. Sorry. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: This is what your daughters have become. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, so that scene... <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. It was super cool. <laughs> Number it was one. so cool. Number two, um, there is a, there's a little Easter egg in it. Uh, Sam Raimi really liked uh, Freddy Krueger. So he had like a replica of his hand made and it's mounted above the door leading into the shed. So Freddy Krueger's oh, yeah. hand is, like, above the door, which is kind of interesting. But um, that scene where – oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, there's also a, a ripped um, poster of the Hills Have Eyes in the basement in the first movie. Oh, yeah. As a mm-hmm. little, like, hey, guys. Yeah, I like, your like movie. Cute, little,
0: yeah. cute little Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, so it was funny because, um, like, Greg and Howard in the special effects team – they were saying when they first heard about the, about that scene, about, you know, Linda's headless body coming in and trying to kill him with a chainsaw. They were like, Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. Like that's going to be terrifying. Like that's so Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then they said that when they got there and they saw how it was all set up and they saw like what they had to do, they were like, oh, this is like ridiculous. <laughs> 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 because basically what it was, was it was Linda's torso held up on like a stick while Howard lay down on a skateboard <laughs> and he kicked the door in and rolled himself into the room and like <laughs> basically shook the stick up and down while somebody was up in the rafters uh, moving the, um, her arms and the chainsaw this is ridiculous <laughs> and they were like well that's not exactly what I was picturing but like you know it's sure. one of those iconic moments that just worked out really well for the movie obviously but they said at first they were like oh my gosh that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be like the crowning jewel like that's so yeah. cool you know <laughs> it's just oh like- this is what we're doing <laughs> he said that the smoke they had coming out from the chainsaw was tobacco smoke Mm. and so tobacco juice was like dripping on his face as he was tobacco juice yeah apparently like the whatever because they were burning tobacco in the chainsaw prop to make the smoke come out so there was like liquid from that that burning that was like because i guess tobacco it has i don't know liquid in it or something i don't know
1: what
0: <clears throat> i don't know he said it was like dripping all over his face which he said at the time was like a badge of honor because to it was have like,
1: tobacco juice on your face
0: like being such a like in the trenches special oh. effects guy that you've got like sh- shit all over you was like this badge of honor but he was like now i would never <laughs> do something like that It's like, I would never do that again. But that was like, at the time it was just like, yeah, I'm getting in there and I'm going to do whatever it takes.
1: That's the great thing about when people do like their first movie or their first couple movies um, where it's like, um, this isn't something people normally do on movie sets, uh, but we're doing it now. So have fun. Mm -hmm. That, pretty much always ends up working out really well, like in the movie's favor. Like they, the, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. effects with uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre are great. And that was everyone on that set. Like that was one of their first movies, like for the actors, for Toby Hooper, for like all of the crew. And that movie is incredible. Obviously it's one of my favorites. Right. And it came from like very inexperienced people who were finding, were constantly finding and inventing new things to do because yeah. of either budget constraints or just like, I don't know. They don't have access to the kinds of things that maybe a more professional set would have. So they have to rig yeah. something in order to get what they want. Like there's uh, and I I can't remember if this is in the first or the second movie, but there's a, a shot in, either of the evil deads where the camera is rushing towards the window in the cabin and then it breaks through. They achieve that by strapping. Well, they, in, I don't know, maybe invented, but the quote Ramo cam. <laughs> yes. And yes. They the Ramo cam. Yeah. And they attach a, a T bar to the front of the camera which then smashes the window before the camera enters, but it's like close enough. It happens close enough to where it looks like it's mm-hmm. the camera that's smashing the window. And that part, yeah. I mean, I was even thinking like, how did they do that? That's how they did that. Like that. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, yeah. I don't know my film history and that's like a well-used thing, but that it's not, then it's that's not. really cool. Like, that's just that's awesome. And that looks so good. It looks like the camera smashes through. Yeah. And also, I'm just going to go on a tangent now. Um the use of the camera as a character in those two movies uh is incredible. Like mm-hmm. the the winding um like uh, like with the running like so Sam and then also um, the camera operators would like run through the woods to get those infinite mm-hmm. shots of the camera, like swirling around um, to get the shot, like the very opening shot in the first movie when they're in like the bog and they're in like the water. I believe it's Bruce Campbell pushing Sam who's holding the camera on a boat through this like swamp. And it, <laughs> it's like, it's iconic and, it's like super cleaned up in the the new one. I love the new one, but we're not going into that now. So it's like a very cleaned up shot in the new one. <laughs> Obviously I don't think anyone is pushing anyone in a boat, but like they got down and dirty for that. And it was to get this incredible yeah. shot. That's so like long lasting. And it also turned the camera and like kind of us, the audience into a monster and like, the most intimidating monster because you never see what the camera is when it's like rushing towards them and they look yeah. at us and they're screaming. You never see what it is. Like it's like, yeah. you can only imagine but It's like the
0: evil coming out. It's them. like
1: the ultimate mm-hmm. evil that's chasing them. It, like it chases people through the woods and then they're looking back, trying to get into the house. And they're like, it, I just, the camera, the use of the camera as a character in the movies is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I don't remember what you're no, talking yeah. about I before mean, this. I just went on a tangent. No, I mean, good. that's
0: Stephanie. That's our entire podcast. It's that's true. just going on tangents. It doesn't matter. Um, no, that's exactly. I mean, that that was a note that I had, too. Just that whole the Rambo cam thing that I loved um, was hilarious. And that at first I thought they said Rambo cam. And I was like, what?
1: The Rambo cam. <laughs>
0: um, what? Sylvester Stallone is in this. Um, but they did a lot of stuff like that. And they would talk about even like Sam just having this vision for how he wanted something to look. And he would like strap a camera mm-hmm. like on his legs or like between his legs or something and then just go. And and it was just like the stories of the stuff that he would think up and do with cameras was just pretty fascinating. And the camera work in both movies is just very interesting. And like Stephanie said, just it's like its own character.
1: Yeah. Um, And again, I can no longer distinguish the lines between the first and the second movie, but there's a part where, I think it might be in the second one where the camera like goes, it's like behind Bruce and then it like rises up and is like pointing down at Bruce and then Mm -hmm. like dips down. This is much easier to show (laughs) than do it. Yeah. like goes
0: up. It's like a U shape, right? And then yeah, it does
1: like a U like a, a upside down U over Bruce Campbell. And Mm -hmm. it's to show, like, the disorder of everything, of his, like, Mm. reality is no longer, like, a rational thing. Like, everything is just disordered, and, I mean, like, the lamps are laughing at him, they're dancing, the deer famously laughs at him. I love that part. I love that part, and I, my, one of my favorite parts is where uh, Ash, like, this is after he's, like, killed Linda, and has, like, dismembered her. And he uh, looks at the mirror and he's like, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. And then uh, Evil Ash, who's really just like a stunt double with like hilariously painted on eyebrows, made to look like Bruce Campbell's eyebrows, yeah. grabs him and he's like, "Uh, like you're not okay. We just uh, chopped up our girlfriend. You think that's okay? Or you think with a chainsaw. You think that's fine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That part is so good. And the mirror also is a great scene in the first one. uh, That particular thing doesn't happen, but Ash reaches out to touch the mirror. um, And it's just like liquid. It's just like water. And his Mm -hmm. hand goes through it. It's so good. I love that. I just love the whole cabin. The cabin is like the most ridiculous place where reality does not like reality is not there. (laughs) And like yeah, everything, love it. Yeah, it's good.
0: How do I? How do I get it? How do I get there?
1: How, how do, I be there? do I live um, there? What's the rent? And- do you <laughs> let cats live there? Because that's
0: yeah a must. Do you have pet rent, which is a thing that freaking Seattle likes to do? Everywhere does that. <laughs> I no. I yeah. I noticed it for the first time when i moved here (laughs) i was like well they're not taking showers what's going on like why are we um yeah and bruce did most of his stunts not all of them he did have a stunt double who did the things like fall down the stairs into the cellar yeah because he was like well i should probably not throw my body down a flight of stairs if i don't know how to do it you guy you throw your body (laughs) But he did, but he did most of his stunts, including the one in the kitchen in Evil Dead Two when he grabs his own hair and flips himself over onto the ground really? with his evil hand. That's him. Whoa! And he, and he did that about seventeen times. They said. Um,
1: I didn't and, know what to think of that scene. I'm like, I don't know if this is even a person doing this. I think this him? might be his stunt double. That's amazing. No, that's
0: all him. And he, they showed like the filming of it and everything. And he's like, just going nuts in the kitchen. And this is after Linda, Linda's head bites him and his hand starts turning evil. Mm -hmm. And um, his hand is turning against him. And so it's like trying to beat him up and he's flailing his body all over the kitchen. That whole thing is him. And he grabs his own hair and just does this like no hand flip, like complete flip over onto the floor. And that yeah. was him.
1: That's crazy. That's incredible.
0: Um, and he was really like committed to trying to do as much as he could by himself. Um another funny little anecdote about the part with the hand and the evil hand. Apparently. <laughs> so at the before the Evil Dead 2 like was, you know, in production, and Sam Raimi was just kind of conceptualizing it. One of the producers was saying that Sam came over to his house, brought like a bottle of scotch and they sat down and they just talked about the producer was like, Sam, we need to be a little bit more organized with this one. Like the first one was just (laughs) pure chaos (laughs) and we need to have more, like you need to tell people what you have in your head and you need to like the crew is going to be a lot bigger. Like the communication needs to be on point and better. Um, And so he's like, you have to storyboard. Like you have to do storyboards because you didn't really do that with the first one and no one knew what you wanted and it was just chaos. And so he was like, okay, all right. So he created storyboards for the second one. <laughs> And the special effects team, like Greg in this, in this documentary interview where he's sitting on a paint, he's just basically sitting with like a few of the other special effects people that he worked with. He was like, and we looked at the storyboards and he he like pulled out a piece of paper. Like he had (laughs) done, he had drawn this for this like documentary interview. Greg pulls out this piece of paper and it's like the most five-year-old looking drawing you ever seen (laughs) in your life. And he's like, and it it has like what's supposed to be Bruce and then like a giant hand, but it's just like uh, <laughs> him holding it like this. And he was like, and this is how his storyboards looked. They were just like, what? <laughs> this is what we had to deal with. And he was like, um, like, what is it? And, and the special effects team was saying, that actually looks better than what Sam drew. <laughs> like, that actually tells us more <laughs> than what it was. So Sam's just, like, this awful artist he cannot <laughs> draw at all. But he drew these, like, super, super rough storyboards um, for people on The Evil Dead too. But it was still, like, impossible to tell well, what they were looking at.
1: Not everyone can draw. <laughs> I feel that as someone who can't draw. Uh,
0: I just thought that was such a funny little anecdote. Like, he just can't draw at all. And this whole crew was trying to figure <laughs> out, like... <laughs>
1: All right, what's in your head, Sam? What All they right. need to do. <laughs> I, I like the idea of him going back to the crew and being like, "All right, I told him what's what. I told him yeah. he needs to write things out. He needs to draw what's in his head. Yeah. Hopefully, things will be less chaotic. And then he comes back, oh and my gosh. Head, it's like the most chaotic five-year-old <laughs> drawing. And it's like this is shot-for-shot shot what I want. If you don't get this, I will fire you."
0: <laughs> and the guys the guys and you're were trying like, to tell um, me that there were no fights yeah. <laughs> in the making of the evil dead too. and the guys the guys that were sitting there were like um okay so i guess we have some creative liberties like because i don't know what this <laughs> hand is or what that's supposed to look like but it's evil so we'll make it look evil <laughs> so it was just it was so funny so um Sam's a terrible drawer, but he's an awesome filmmaker. Yes. That's all you need to know. As long as you're good at something. Everyone has their (laughs) thing. Uh
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, I forgot. I I wrote down a hilarious joke that I was going to open this with. Should we end it on the hilarious joke? That might be appropriate because the suspense should be built. It's so funny. Okay. All right. So So we're going
0: to, we're going to end the episode on a hilarious joke. Stephanie, take it away.
1: Oh, we're ending this now. (laughs) (laughs) No, this will not be the last thing that
0: is heard, but I think for at least what I have to talk about, about the evil dead, I think I'm pretty much good. I talked about my lentil beans.
1: Your lentil beans. I talked about,
0: I talked to Ted about, Raimi's jump truck. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So Stephanie, take it away.
1: Oh. Well, now I'm feeling the pressure. Okay. I I wrote <laughs> I was gonna open this and I yeah. I wrote that before his Oscar winning launch as director of the only Spider-Man trilogy or Spider's Man um we ever really needed sam raimi began his career with the cult horror classic the evil dead and it was really funny thank you that was so funny thank you (laughs) spiders man won oscars spiders (laughs) Spiders man yeah that's how you refer to three spider-man movies. did okay
0: well, that was great. I think that was a great ending to um, our.
1: My, my point was I wanted to <laughs> make people angry.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. If anyone makes it this far, um, do let us know and let us know how angry you are. Um, if How about this? If you made it to Stephanie's joke, send me a message. I run the Instagram. Okay, go to the spooky town on Instagram, send me a message saying that you heard it and you're angry, and I'll give you a prize. I don't know what it
1: is. All right, I'm going to send you a message then. Stephanie, you are exempt. I'm upset that you didn't appreciate (laughs) Oscar winning director of the Spider-Man trilogy.
0: Mm -hmm. Stephanie is exempt. She cannot win. So... Anyone else, if you make it this far, go to Instagram, fricking do it, and I'll give you something special. Okay. And then we'll all tell Stephanie how angry we are at her. Kate I'm great. upset. Um. Well, I mean, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody, for coming on down to the spooky town, which rhymed. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Uh and listening to us just jabber on about the evil dead one and two. One of our favorite the best the best duo mm. since us, basically. Except this king Since first. us?
1: Oh, I thought you meant the movie. <laughs> I
0: was like, what? No, us no.
1: Yes me and me and you
0: so um with that i'd like to say thank you (laughs) i don't know (laughs) this is me i don't know how to end podcasts
1: so i'm just gonna let stephanie take it away oh apparently i know how to end them uh watch good horror everyone didn't you say one time that that was my sign-off i tell people to watch horror movies your sign-off is yeah stay safe and watch horror. Oh, uh, everyone stay inside when you can. Get vaccinated because now we have vaccines. Yes, vaccines. Uh, continue to wear your mask even when you're vaccinated. And generally don't screw things up because I need to see Candyman in theaters in August. And I need to see
0: Dune in theaters in October.
1: But more importantly, I need to see Candyman in theaters in August. <laughs>
0: Yes, we all do. We need this, okay? It's been so long. This is,
1: you need to do this for me and me only.
0: For us specifically, please.
1: Yes. Okay. Go get vaccinated, everyone. All right,
0: great. All right. We'll see you in two months. Just kidding. We'll see you in two weeks. Not two months. That was a joke. Now that's a joke. Now that's a joke you go (sighs) out on. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Sorry. Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs)